0: Hey, welcome in, everybody. How you doing? Gabe D'Armond here, Gerard Hamilton, going to join us momentarily. Uh, this is your Power Mizzou live show on Wednesday afternoon. i going to talk a little bit of Mizzou-Auburn coming up. Uh, second half of the show, we're going to have my friend J.G. Tate previewing the Auburn Tigers. But we're going to spend the first part talking about the other Tigers, the ones from Columbia, the ones that we deal with every day. Uh, any comments, questions you have, throw them in. We'll get to them shortly. Gerard, what's going up? What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: What's going on? I'm I'm, I'm excited. Big big week for everybody.
0: It, it is a big week. It, it is a big week. We will uh, we'll get to that momentarily. But before we do that, the first thing we always do on this show. It's always a big week at James Carlton State Farm Insurance in St. Louis, Missouri. You get in touch with James Carlton State Farm at carltoninsurance.net. You can give him a phone call at 314-961-4800. There's a Facebook page there. Go to facebook.com, Carlton Insurance, and you can find him. He has a lot of stuff he's doing with teen drivers. He's got homeowner's insurance. Basically, all your insurance needs just check him out. He's a Mizzou fan, a Power Mizzou subscriber. Just give him your first shot to match or or better what you're paying for insurance every month. Also, if you tell him you heard about uh, his agency on Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, which is the Mizzou NIL Collective. And uh, Gerard, we are here at the game that I feel like it's week four. I don't want to go too far. But this is at least potentially a season-defining game, r- really for both teams, but but especially
1: for Missouri. I feel like this is the game that we said since before La Tech that it was either K State or Auburn, and you you noted this <laughs> on Mizzou that too. Episode seven, you guys need to check that out as well. That oh, <laughs> nice there you go. A little little, little cross promotion. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, you said that it's kind of like hitting free throws. when you got mm-hmm. you need to make two free throws, it's easier to make the second if you made the first one. But once you miss the first one, you know, it's kind of you got to bounce back and, and hit that second one for sure. So this they've missed the first free throw at K-State and now they got to go to Auburn on the road, which they're not great at and knock down sure. that free throw. And and the, the
0: thing about that K-State game to me, have they shown up and let's say they just get beat 27-20 or whatever. Like, I think Missouri fans would be going into this one with a different attitude. But because they got railroaded and basically didn't show up, here's the one thing that can't happen on Saturday. If Missouri shows up against a bad Auburn team, and it's like 21-3 at halftime, and this game's over at halftime, like the K-State one was, man, it's going to get ugly for, for Eli Drinkwitz.
1: It's, it's going to be tough, and something that uh, we've, we've been on on the position groups, you know, you guys have seen my grades as far as how we think team or the positions are going, you know, game by game, and when you think about it, how you just mentioned it, if they played Kansas State and it was like 27-20 or something like that, they feel more confident going into Auburn. Yeah. And you think they had La Tech and Abilene Christian, you know, not really great opponents, and then they got blown out in their one FBS game. It's like we still really don't know completely, of what we have going into Auburn. We have an idea based off what we've gotten, but we don't know for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like Auburn's kind of the chance to show, hey, K-State was – like that's going to be the worst performance of the year. Like, hey, this team can bounce back. There's still a lot of season left. But if you go down to Auburn and it's similar to K-State, like that's what you are now. Like uh, there's no getting out of that. that that's just who you become. <laughs>
1: That they would be putting they would paint themselves into a corner easily with that. So so yeah, and I think I don't know if this is really the case where it's like if they had went 27-20 with Kansas State where it's just like moral victories in that sense, it's more like you've gotta be Auburn. Cause Auburn's not yeah. great enough for a moral victory to just lift everybody up.
0: Yep. Yeah, to me, it you either I don't care how ugly it is, it, you can win three to two. But you have to end this day with more points than they have because yeah, otherwise you're sitting there two and two, you beat La Tech and an FCS team. Uh, man, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Georgia coming to town next week. and I don't think that one's gonna be uh, be turn out real well for Missouri. So it's a huge game, but but Zach brings up a good points in the point in the comments. It's potentially season-defining for Eli Drinkwitz, but it is more than that for Brian Harson. Like I've made the joke a number of times this week. Our preview for this game could just be the Spider-Man meme. Like it's they're the same team, man. Like the only difference is if Eli Drinkwitz loses this game, people are going to be mad. If Brian Harson loses this game, he might have might not have a job on Monday morning
1: yeah it's it's that the spider man that's a good one that's a good one because uh my feature that's coming out this week there's so many similars not with just with the programs itself but harson Drinkwitz, harson baker um and even the qb coach bush honda so there's a lot of connections that go between these programs just besides them sharing a a conference and a mascot Mm -hmm.
0: and and drinkowitz kind of started his college football career at Auburn there's there's a lot of storylines that that make this one kind of interesting but um you know ultimately it just comes down to I I mean I kind of asked Drinkwitz yesterday like hey you know Harson pretty well so does any of that figure into hey you know what he's gonna do or he knows what you're gonna do but I mean it's been nine years since they worked together so you would hope that both of them have evolved to the point where you wouldn't be able to to go back to an Arkansas State game and, and figure out what they're going to do. But what's the, what's the biggest concern for Missouri going into this one, from your point of view?
1: It's always going to be the offensive line until yeah. I, I'm shown otherwise. And it doesn't help that it would have been something if – after the Kansas State game, Drink said, we need to evaluate and see the, who the best five are. He said that after facing FCS Abilene Christian, we need to evaluate and see them who the best five guys are. Had five holding penalties versus the FCS team, and I think a fall starting to go with it as far as the offensive line did. That's not a great sign, you know, especially when everybody's been talking up about how great Auburn's front seven is.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, look, Auburn might not be great, But I promise they're better than Abilene Christian. You know, I mean, they got some dudes up front and uh, nothing works offensively if if the line doesn't work. And uh, Javon Baxley brings up a good point. Do we know if Drink has changed the offense enough to think the team can execute a short passing attack or a West Coast offense? But to me, it's it's not necessarily that, but we've had a lot of questions. I had a couple in my mailbag about, hey, do you think about putting in a sixth offensive lineman or do an unbalanced line, something like that? Tell me if you disagree with this. What I would do if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I would actually go the opposite way. I would go a lot of four receiver sets, some five receiver sets, spread it out, Put the offensive tackles a good distance from the quarterback and just say, look, my best players are my wide receivers. I'm going to spread these dudes so thin east and west that hopefully I can run between some of the gaps. And if not, hey, I'm just going to put it on Brady Cook to, to complete some passes to his wideouts.
1: I think that's the only way you can go. You may I've seen, I read the mailbag as well. You made a point that there isn't – it doesn't do them well, like enough justice to put a sixth offensive lineman out there. Because if that sixth man was good, he'd be one of the starters. And they're just right. throwing another body out there. In fact, it'd just be throwing out a bigger tight end because we know the tight ends haven't been doing much in the past game. So that's what that would be doing in essence. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to complete quicker, you know, quicker routes, shorter routes, close to the line of scrimmage because this is not an FCS opponent. Brady Cook is going to need to get the ball out anyway versus this front seven going against the line that's struggling. So I don't know if it matters so much about the scheme completely as just do make it simple. Keep it simple. Is Keep it simple. I'm not going to call him stupid, but that's what it is. Right, gets. right. I got you. Well, and, and that's kind of the thing is like,
0: I, I don't mean any disrespect to Mitchell Walters by saying this, but. Okay, he might be better than Connor Wood or Zeke Powell or whoever he replaces. One of the backup linemen might be a little better, but I don't think the gap is huge, right? Like, I mean, putting Mitchell Walters is not in the lineup is not the thing that takes this line from what it's been to good enough to to win eight games. So you're going to have to figure out a way to scheme around it. Um, AU Stock wants to know: Do people forget about last week if Mizzou wins this week? I. I don't think it's so much about last week as it is two weeks ago. But, yeah, if you win this game, it kind of does erase Kansas State to some extent. I mean, we said all along, look, they got to be 3-1 and coming out of Auburn. It doesn't really matter how you get there. Yeah, that's –
1: it erases last week, and and to a degree it erases Kansas State. I'm not going to say it completely erases it because if they have – another type stinker to a team that maybe they have a chance against maybe we're talking to South Carolina there's some maybe about Florida that's a kind of shaky situation if they have that performance you know like how they did versus Kansas State then Kansas State rears his ugly head again but it will quiet stuff for a minute because like you said three and one going into the Georgia game
0: yeah it it, what it will do is stop the oh my god we have to fire Eli Drinkwitz next week and now look we know that's Like that's not sensible talk and it doesn't really matter, but you know, Hey, this team, this team could use something to feel good about. No question. Uh, Mo football says, I'm looking for the players to be fired up, ready to run through a brick wall. Otherwise I have to question whether drink is the guy. And, and I agree this team needs to come out fired up. They're going into Jordan hair. It's, it's going to be wild. They need to, to, they can't win the game in the first quarter, but they can lose it. But I'll also say this, like, I don't think Eli Drinkwood should have to spend a lot of time getting this team fired up. If you can't get up for this
1: game, what the hell are you doing here? Right? I mean, this is your season. Yeah. I mean, you, you took, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you can't get up for an SEC opponent, first conference, you know, game of the year, knowing that you, what did they say last week? Toski Dubs said they have all these chips on their shoulders and stuff like that. If you can't, get yourself motivated knowing that you guys aren't great on the road knowing that this is a great opportunity to kind of quiet you know critics and stuff like that yeah, well, yeah. what are you doing here
0: yeah yeah uh cameron madson says what do we know about the potential starting auburn quarterbacks now that jt finley has been or tj finley i guess has been ruled out um so finley's not going to play according to all reports but that's just like one of three Auburn guys that's out. Like, I don't even know if they lost their starting quarterback. They just lost a quarterback because none of them have really been very good this year.
1: Yeah. And what Harson said earlier uh, today during the teleconference was that Finley has been practicing. He will not be out for the season. So he said they, if they're not out for the season or some other NCAA violation or whatever, then they're going to practice. So He's going to be out for this game, but he's still practicing. But, but to your point, they've been playing uh, with Robbie Ashford and then yeah. Zach uh, what's Calzada. Last? Yeah, Zach Calzada. He, he had the win over uh, Bama, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Beat Bama and
0: so, last year as AM's quarterback.
1: Right. So it seems like they're all in the same realm, essentially. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and the thing about Calzada is, like, he he has done it before but that that bama game that came out of nowhere because like he wasn't very good and then all of a sudden he lit up bama and he transfers to auburn and i think auburn expected him to be the starting quarterback and then all of a sudden he's third string because he had a terrible camp robbie ashford hadn't looked very good but he he is the second leading rusher on the team so you know he adds that to it um I don't know. They're, they're all just kind of guys. I I don't think there's an all sec quarterback in this game on, on either side, to be quite honest. I'm not sure uh, Mm -hmm. that the quarterback is, is what ultimately determines this game. Um, Okay. Let's see. Uh, Kyle wants to know, do you think the lack of height at wide receiver is a problem for the offense? Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, they're two best receivers. I, I don't think anybody's accusing Dominic Lovett or Luther Burden of being Giants, right? And then they throw a they throw a ball that Toski Dove high points in the end zone where height, you know, helps you and it, it helped him catch it, but he can't get his feet down. So the two best guys are like what six, two and five eleven or something like that. I I I, mean, I think the measurables don't really matter. They're
1: three best wide receivers statistically are probably all under six foot in Bannister, Burden, and Lovett uh, production-wise. Toski, Dove for one, Brady Cook doesn't throw up enough jump balls for that to matter as much. And, and the one chance that he had on that back fade last week, he couldn't get his feet feet down. I just feel like we haven't seen too much out of Toski, really, he had a couple plays versus LaTex. seems like it's been quiet since then. Yeah. So I don't know if height or whatever matters in this offense right now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there could be more production, but I don't think it's it's because guys aren't tall enough. Uh, Javon asks if any of the true freshman linemen are ready to play now. Uh, look, if you're turning to a true freshman on the offensive line in the SEC in week four, like, you're in trouble, man.
1: Yeah, that's they, – they've been talking a lot recently, especially this week, about taking bad stuff off of tape and putting good stuff on tape. If you have that going on, like you just mentioned – That's not good. That's not something you want to echo to all the SEC that, hey, we've got this freshman playing in the SEC in week four. That sounds scary. Right. Like Armand Mimbo
0: might end up being one hell of a player, but I don't think he's going to save your season by putting him in as a, as a true freshman. Uh, So this is a popular question. We've already gotten this like two or three times. I dream says how much hotter does Eli's seat get if it's another 40 to 12 blowout? And like I said, I said on another show I did earlier today, I said, right now I'm not going to listen to anybody that wants to talk about getting rid of Eli Drinkwitz. But if he goes out and gets blown out by this Auburn team, like I might at least start to entertain the idea. Like you got to
1: show up, man. You've at least got to compete in this game. Yeah. um, I don't think it, it, it affects him as far as, getting fired after this season but just similar to the Kansas State game where a lot of people thought you know Missouri would lose to K-State anyway it's the matter in which they lost and that's why I felt I remember saying it felt like it was two losses although it was just one and that and a no. but it felt worse than that because of how they got beat so if they lose to this Auburn team like you said and again on the road I think that's going to become more of a topic of you know discussion that he he's only all right at home but he's they're terrible on the road over the last yep. – going on year three. That is not good. And
0: like every coach says, look, man, it's just a football game. They play in a stadium too. But I, I don't know why it is, but the road has made a difference. I mean, somebody asked Martez Manuel last night, why has this team been been so bad on the road? And I, like he gave the right answer. He said, man, I wish I could tell you. Like if they knew, they would have fixed it. Um, but the,
1: there's been something going on. Yeah, I, I don't know, but they're gonna they're gonna have to fix that quick. Especially, it just feels again that Kansas State loss. It was only one loss, but it, we kind of learned, you know, some things. And now it feels like can they just get to six and six at this point?
0: Yeah, and it, you know, also to be fair, like the K State loss seems worse right now because it's literally all we have to go on. I mean, if they go down and win at Auburn, then you're gonna go okay. K State sucked, but they're not. Maybe as bad as as they would be judging them on their worst day. Uh, Cam Cameron says plenty of discord about bur- discourse about burden and punt returns. Haven't heard as much questioning the decision not to use Nate Pete in the kickoff return game, and that is kind of interesting. Uh, Pete led the Pac-12, I think, in kickoff returns last year, but also kickoff returns just there's not that many of them in a game anymore. I would say probably seventy-five percent of kickoffs are touchbacks.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. That just kickoffs are touchbacks most of the time, and Nate Pete is back there though. I know I've seen him back there before. He has before been a 20. couple times. Yeah, it's just it's just either it's going to the other side or ninety percent of Missouri's games, it's just going over their heads.
0: You're right, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, and this happened, and because your reaction was funny, because I have the same reaction every time somebody fair ki- fair catches a kickoff. I'm like. Hang on, man. What the hell are they doing? I always forget that's a thing you can do now.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Well, fair catching in the end Like, I understood that. But when I seen someone do that, I think it was at like, like the six yard line. I was or something. like, yeah. yo, man, <laughs> yeah. they're playing with fire, but now nah, you can do that now. Yeah.
0: I, I, I they put it in a couple years ago, but it still seems really weird to me. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this part up with AU stock says, Are we possibly looking at a 6 3 game this week? And, uh, kind of end this generally with some sort of a a prediction, a thought. I mean our official predictions will go up Friday. Mine is is going to be the same as I'm about to say here, but I right now and look feel free to change it, but right now what's your pick for this game?
1: Oh can you go first? (laughs) I'll go go
0: first. I'll go first and like I will I will fully admit that like this is kind of me just having fun and and being a little sarcastic but also it's possible like i'm picking auburn eight to six i'm giving both teams two field goals and giving auburn the win on a late safety uh that's just kind of what i think of both of these offenses right now is it really gonna happen probably not i'm just trying to make a point i don't i don't gamble i don't know what the over under is but i would probably take the under because i just don't trust either of these offenses to do much
1: yeah, I'm see you. You stick to your word. I am liable to change this while writing the preview tomorrow, and I'm okay with that. Um, right now in my head, I say 17 10. I do think place kicking is going to play a big part of it. Harrison Beavis missed those couple field goals last, last week. The 52 yarder, no one really blames him for the 39 yarder, was a bit weird. Something I had noticed though last week in practice, the kicking part we got to see. Harrison Evans did miss two field goals, and then he missed two field goals last week, and then uh he did miss a field goal yesterday. I would say at least one. So okay. that doesn't that doesn't indicate anything, but that's something I noticed. Their I noticed their place kicker, it says something like 68 and 94. It's it's not a great thing, but I think they have yeah. the running backs to get them closer for him to make a makeable kick.
0: Okay. Uh Kyle McCormick says he got the under at 52. I support that. I, I don't give gambling advice. I don't gamble, but I got a hard time seeing these teams playing a twenty-eight-24 game, man.
1: Yeah. I, same thing. Same thing.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, Gerard, appreciate it. We're gonna uh let you cut out a little bit early. We will uh talk to offensive players tonight and uh look for uh for again the just one last pitch, the the story tomorrow on uh drinkwitz and harson and a lot of connections
1: between this these teams. A lot of a lot of connections going on with these teams, and and uh, a lot of history. Just as far as who's going to when when the teams are lined up fifty three and a third yards from each other, whatever the the measurements are, there's going to be a lot of things besides just SEC conference football.
0: Absolutely, we'll appreciate it, man. We'll uh, we'll catch up later. Thanks, Jarrod.
1: All right, see you guys.
0: All right, so that is uh, Gerard Hamilton joining us for the first half of the show. Again, the second half of the show, which we will get to here momentarily. We're going to do a little Auburn-centric preview. Before we do that, do want to remind you guys that this is brought to you every week by James Carlton State Farm. James Carlton, uh, look, he's got a lot of things going for him. Very good guy. Talked to him a few times. Uh, Gotten to know him a little bit over the last few weeks. Uh, big Missouri fan, which should appeal to you guys. powermazoo.com supporter, which appeals to me. I don't know if it appeals to you guys or not. It should, but it appeals to me. Um, but look, all he wants is a shot to earn your insurance business. Uh, customer service is their thing. He's got a team of eight people. It's a large team. You're going to actually talk to a human being when you call James. And you can, uh, his information has been scrolling across the screen throughout this show. 314 961 is the phone number. You can also do it online at carltoninsurance.net. But if you call him, you're not going to get a recording. You're not going to have to press 14 buttons. You're actually going to talk to a human being. And all James wants is the shot to talk to you, give you a quote on insurance. If you call him, if you tell him you heard about it on powermazoo.com And he gives you that quote. He's also going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, the Mizzou NIL Collective. So, uh, you know, hey, help out Mizzou. Maybe save yourself some money. Help out a Power Mizzou subscriber. There's really no downsides to this whole thing, right? So if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, James Carlton State Farm is where you need to go. Where I always go for Auburn Tigers information is my man, J.G. Tate. He is at auburnsports.com. He is basically uh, me for Auburn fans. He's the publisher of Auburn Sports. He's been there a long time. Knows Auburn as well as anybody entertaining as hell. I talked to Jay earlier this week. I'm going to let you guys uh, check that out now, and I'll be back to wrap it up after. It is time to bring in friend of the show. Can we call you friend of the show? J.G. Tate, does that work? Uh, Of course. You're welcome to do so, Gabriel. All right, Jay Tate, uh, publisher of AuburnSports.com, uh, podcaster, YouTuber, extraordinaire, expert on all things Auburn. Um, so, here's what I want to do for this game, Jay. I want to just post the Spider Man meme. And, and just, it's like Missouri and Auburn, they both beat two really crappy teams, lost to the only decent team they played. Neither one has an offense, neither one's sure about the quarterback. Uh, that's where we're at.
2: Yes, that is exactly where we're at. Um, we'll see Missouri still what a nine point underdog in this game. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought Auburn was stinky, stinky, stinky uh, in that Penn State game. That's the worst home loss. I'm not talking about points. I'm talking about just the way they look since 2012. They took a couple on the chin that year. That was Chizik last year. They took a, a 38 nothing from georgia and then they had one against texas a&m where i'm convinced johnny Manziel could have scored a thousand points on him that night but uh they only <laughs> scored 58 so this is uh this is drama lots of drama at auburn because as you know they tried to fire harson before and yeah. uh he narrowly escaped and uh here's what the payoff is is that this team's not very good <laughs> so.
0: yeah well it, and and like, if you're talking about firing a guy all off season, it kind of seems like maybe you should go ahead and do it. Talking to you, Nebraska, talking to you, Arizona state, um, Harsin gets the chance to save his job, but like, I, I know in our business, we don't want to fire people before they're fired. The outside view is it kind of looks inevitable. I mean, what's he got to do to, to stick around?
2: Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I mean, honestly, I mean, I I guess if they just went on some hellacious win streak at this point and they've got Missouri this week, obviously they've got LSU the next weekend. Those are both at home. Then after that, it gets gnarly. I mean, they got to go to Georgia. They got to play in Alabama. They got Arkansas, Mississippi State, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, if he were to get on some seven win streak, I think he would probably make it. But I look at this team and I look at the the deficiencies and the shortcomings and I'm like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, that doesn't seem super likely. Uh, There's a a threat on our board, and, like, it's a popular thing. What if Missouri actually wins this game? Like, does Harson make it to Monday?
2: No, I I think they would fire. Yeah, Yeah. I think so.
0: Missouri has kind of a history of doing that, like, beating – they've gotten, like, three Texas A&M coaches fired, I think. But that's not something Missouri should take pride in, right? Because that's like a – Yo, we lost to you guys. We can't let this guy back in the building, man.
2: Yeah, that's not so good. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of old school. I think of Missouri as being a great basketball school myself. So I mean, because I yeah. love some Derek Chivas back in the day, and
0: yeah, we are. I think,
2: I think they're going to be there, man. I think Dennis Gates is the guy. I don't. I know there's a football show, but I, I love Cy. I knew Charlton Young when he was a very, very young assistant coach at Auburn, and uh, I, I just pull for those he- guys.
0: He still looks I wish I looked as young he's as so he young. does. He's like fifty one. No. I he looks way younger than I do.
2: Yeah, I know. He's a he's a very handsome man. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he is. I mean, he's just good coach, good recruiter, good dude. I mean, he's just that's why he's a stud.
0: I'll uh, I'll pass that along to him. So who's uh who's playing quarterback for Auburn this week?
2: Uh two guys. They'll be switching between TJ Finley, who's not very good, and Robbie Ashford, who's not very good. Um <laughs> they're supposed to be playing Zach Calzada, who started at Texas A M right. last year, but he's just been bad I don't I don't really know there's been a lot of talk about injuries and if he's got one they're hiding it a lot and he sure is playing a lot or practicing a lot if he's injured and I've never seen any indication with my own eyes that anything's wrong with him so I think he's just been bad and that's really saying something because the quarterbacks they got right now are not very good either
0: he has a uh, bruised ability uh this week he's <laughs> <is> possibly serially <laughs> abused ability yeah. Um, I, I mean, it really kind of comes out. Auburn's still got a good defense, right? Like, I know they kind of got abused against Penn State a little bit, but they got put in some bad spots, too.
2: They did. They don't create turnovers. You know, when Auburn was really good in 2010, the defense gave up a lot of points and a lot of uh, yardage, but they always got some turnovers, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. And with this defense, uh, I mean, I like the players, but they don't create turnovers. And so, Auburn, I, you, you might know better than me at this point, I think Auburn's turnover margin is like, Minus six or seven at this point, maybe eight.
0: They've only they've only played three games.
2: I know, dude. That it's been terrible. Bad. They haven't created a turnover yet, so okay. well, it's just interceptions and fumbles, bro. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I, I mean, Mercer and San Jose State are well known for ball security. Those uh, are absolutely. those are programs that that stress that Mercer Bears. <laughs> so uh, it's
1: part of the DNA so-
2: there
0: so not that there's any uh history or scar tissue for missouri fans of of watching an auburn running back just run the ball over and over and over but that's kind of what this auburn team is right if tank Bigsby's really good they they might be pretty good and beat some people and if you um, can handle him you're okay I,
2: yeah i like tank i mean he, he's good um i think he's a little overrated in the good. sense No, nah, i mean he's and he's like averaging six and a half a carry yeah. so he doesn't suck at all he's really good but i actually like the other tailback better jarquez hunter yeah. Um, who's a sophomore yeah, this year? He's better for them, is, is the thing. So, Tank likes to run with blockers in front of him. He's that kind of a guy, um, more of a power runner. And Albert doesn't really have the linemen to do a lot of useful pulling. <laughs> and so, they end up doing a lot more zone blocking, which works better for them. And Jarquez is a great zone runner, and Tank is not. So, to me, Tank's kind of a misfit in a way. But uh, man, once he gets rolling downfield, dude, he is hard, hard, hard to stop because he will he will just truck you and keep going mm-hmm. and step on you and use you like a like a welcome mat kind of. Um.
0: Well, but I'm, yeah, that, I'm that's, glad that's the strength. I'm glad you explained that because when you first said he's the kind of running back that likes to run with blockers in front of him, I thought, well, I mean, I would think they all do, right? Well, not necessarily. But I, I'm glad you explained what you meant. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. It's like a power concept versus like a zone concept, right. that, that kind of right. a thing. And Auburn runs them so, both, really. So.
0: Yeah, that so like the scheme I'm kind of interested because when Eli Drinkwitz got hired here he said his offense was like kind of a mix of what Gus Malzon did with some things he picked up from Brian Harson. So I don't know how similar the I, I haven't watched Auburn play this year because the only game that I possibly could have cared about was right in the middle of Missouri playing Abilene Christian and that was obviously not one we wanted to miss. That that was a uh, big game Ever yeah. down. Oh, so, um, but I, I mean, what? How do you? How would you describe what Harson does offensively? What's the scheme?
2: Um, that's interesting to hear that Drink says it's a mix of those two because they're very different. Uh, you know, Gus runs that typical you know shotgun running a lot of two back sets uh harson and keesaw Eric Keesaw, who's the offensive coordinator they're running a lot more pro stuff so it's more like single back and uh more, more like the kind of stuff i see honestly as a raiders i'm a raiders fan it's horrible yeah. day today to be a raiders fan but yeah that it was looks wrong. a lot like the raiders offense to me so it's very different than what gus runs hugely i different. feel
0: like i feel like it would uh they would do well to get a Devonte adams in there then oh,
2: that would help. oh, 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 oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, Auburn's uh, talent at wideout. I don't want to say talent necessarily, but just how like if I'm Missouri and I look at Auburn's roster, I go, "How many of those dudes would we like to have over here?" I'm just not sure. There's a there's not a large number. I'm not sure there's any. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know that Auburn's got good wideouts. And I know they don't have good linemen, and the quarterbacks aren't <laughs> very good. So you kind of get the feeling this is a, this is why we're having the conversation about uh, Harson. Man, they're just not recruiting right. very well. And Gus got fired because he didn't recruit. And uh, that's the situation here now.
0: Yeah, wideout is the one place I think Missouri has guys. Like they feel pretty good about a couple of those guys. I don't really know what else they have on offense uh they have not shown to have a whole lot so i my my preliminary pick for this game i am going uh auburn 8-6 i think both teams get a couple field goals and auburn might pick up a safety late uh that that seemed about right to you
2: yeah i'd be surprised i mean i don't know a lot about missouri but i'd be surprised if there's a sec defense out there that's going to let auburn's offense run all over them there's just i don't see it
0: man yeah um Hey man, it's it's going to be fun, but I here's what I'm disappointed in. So I've never been to Auburn because Missouri's never played football at Auburn ever. So this yeah. is going to be my first trip down there, and uh, like I've I've been to some of these places. I've gone to Tennessee and I've gone to Florida, but the problem is when I've gone there, those teams haven't been very good, and they've been to early kickoffs, and they weren't excited for the game, so they were empty stadiums. Like am I am I going to is that what I'm getting at, Jordan Hare?
2: Um, no, I think it'll be somewhat full. I mean, they hold maybe 90 ish and uh, I would imagine it will be 75 to 80, depending on the weather. It's 11 a.m., right? Yeah, it's been super dry here. Nice. So that means it's probably gonna be rainy and nasty by that time. So I I don't know, man. It's it's a good place to watch a football game. though. It's really loud. Uh, It's one of the two or three loudest places. I always think Florida is louder than Auburn, but you see these lists and people say it's the loudest, but it's nice. It's just old, man, and they haven't done enough to kind of. Bump it up! I don't know if you've seen the TV. We call it the J-Botron named after former athletic director Jay Jacobs. The Jbotron is this massive TV. I mean, it spans like it's an entire end zone width, and probably wider than that. And uh, Jay was very proud of that. He was very proud. <laughs>
0: if uh if if this game does end up eight six what are the chances they put like a, a better game on that on that TV? So I can <laughs> i've like seen that it done before i've seen it done
2: i've seen it done before but it's i remember when arkansas had that really big tv and everybody's like oh shit, that's really incredible yeah. and then this is like yeah. way bigger than that i think it's the biggest was, tv in college athletics
0: okay i i covered uh the cotton bowl in in jerry world they have some some large uh televisions well, yeah. down there
2: that's what well, they have real money you know it's just auburn <laughs> Um, we spent all the money on, uh, coaches,
0: five coaches, <laughs> ousted right, coach. right, right. Getting re- getting ready to maybe do that again. Like, I, I mean, like we've, you do this long enough, you've been there where you're just covering a season that seems like a death march. I assume your board is uh is super uplifting and, uh, and yeah, great right now.
2: I'm actually taking a break from the board, honestly. I told him, I was like, you guys have at it for a couple days. I'm just not doing it. Um, But, you know, this is year 25 or 26 for me at Auburn. So I saw the death march in 98. I saw the death march in 03, which he actually got a reprieve from. The death march in 08, the death march in 12, the death march in 20. I mean, I've seen this. I know how this goes. I'm used to this <laughs> script. And they, they, there's this, there's a commonality among all of them and it's it's, i don't know you can see it coming from a long way away i do everybody at auburn saw this season coming you know and next year they're gonna have less talent unless somebody comes in here and fixes it through the transfer portal so it it
0: just it just was one of those you saw from the outside and you go like even if he's a really good coach it just i don't know man auburn that doesn't seem like a fit like that's a weird fit and i know that's a, a weird way to like assess a hire, but that's what it seemed like.
2: Well, no, you're right. It's the worst fit, and uh, the reason that he's here in the first place is because they were in, there was a bunch of infighting at Auburn. I know it surprises you, those of you who know anything about <laughs> yeah. Auburn. And athletic director, he's the only athletic director in the country. Well, he's gone now. He just got well, whatever. He got non-tendered. He didn't get fired. He got non-tendered. Uh, he's the only athletic director in the country who has to go rogue to hire somebody in his own program. Right. Because at Auburn, the, the athletic director doesn't call shots like that uh no so he felt like they were going to try to cram some really bad candidates down his throat and he said I'm gonna go hire uh well hell we'll just hire the guy Boise do you guys like him did he win his bowl <laughs> game oh you said he won the potato bowl well fuck it. yeah that's good enough that, we'll do it let's do it so we can get cheap uh his wife's real pretty he looks very handsome uh, he's very very fit a lot yeah, better than so guys let's, let's do it and he gets here and it's very idaho and uh yeah. I mean, seriously, dude, like they never, they still haven't really grasped SEC recruiting yet. You know, it's almost like, well, yeah. we're going to recruit a lot. And you're like, okay, well, are you going to? Yeah, we're going to recruit a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's well, like, why
2: don't you guys go do it?
0: I, uh, I like, you kind of, you kind of asked, the, what's the plan? Well, well we're going to win. Uh, no, I know. Like, that's the goal, but like, how do you plan to win? Well, win. we're just, we're, we're going to win. We want to win titles. We want to hang banners. That's what we do here.
2: You know, in South Park, they had the underpants gnomes, and you would, cl- step one was collect yeah. underpants, and step three was profit. And they go, hey, what's step
0: two? And everybody goes, hey. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Hey, we that's just got to awesome. have fun, man.
2: Yeah. I, I have fun writing about Auburn, talking about Auburn. Yeah. Some people if say, this
0: was a higher tech show, I would like buy the rights to the underpants gnome scene, and I would just play that <laughs> for the rest of the show. But all right, so look, the important thing I th- I think there are going to be some Missouri fans making this trip because uh, you know they don't get that chance very much here in this the way the SEC is currently lined up. Once every thirty seven years, you get to play a road game somewhere. So. What should Missouri fans that are coming in like? What do they got to do on what's game day like? Where do they? What are the spots they got to hit? I know I know you're out with the kids all the time Saturday mornings before games.
2: Uh, I was out with our subscribers the other day. Yeah, uh, we just kind of roam around from tailgate to tailgate. It's a great tailgating spot. I really, honestly believe that most of the fans that come, visiting fans, walk away saying that Auburn's a very friendly place from a tailgating perspective. So. Uh, I was tailgating a lot, not on purpose, but I was tailgating with a lot of Penn State people last week, and they were great, and our folks are being very, very hospitable. I don't think you're gonna find any issues here if you come to Auburn. I think it's one of the happiest, nicest places to tailgate. and particularly this year where everybody knows the team blows and they're kind of like hoping maybe this is the one game they're gonna win. like I think they'll be in a decent mood. Uh, but Auburn people just kind of embrace the suckiness like when things get bad. that's that's someone they're almost nicer.
0: So uh, I don't
2: know, this being kind of so- a down year for them so, so is there like an official
0: life. bunker tailgate that like my people could swing by and say hey we're we're rivals people too we love JT, jg tate
2: no not really i mean they're okay. just kind of scattered around um okay. but you know you know how it is what,
0: oh yeah what, you what do a about the first game like game's gonna end at 230 they're gonna go drink and watch games where where should they go saturday night uh
2: Find them a tailgate and get drunk. And
0: Still tailgates? They just hang out after the game. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You drink brown water. If you find tailgates of brown water, I think those are the ones you want to stay at. Um, I found a few last weekend, and yeah, that's where I like to I was,
0: be. I was hoping your pool might be open for business after the game. And uh, it is. I'd like there. to come
2: by, sir. Yeah. yeah, I like to. I like living in the pool. I wish I could work in the pool. I was trying to tell you and Neil that yesterday. Like, can we work this out? I don't know. Hey, I did go. To, I got to go to Missouri though. What, do you remember what year that was, Gabriel? When Auburn played at Missouri. It was,
0: like it was uh I think it was 2017 because it was it was like their it was Missouri's fourth straight loss and they got obliterated and it was the game where Barry Odom just got up and went on this rant about oh, yeah, all the critics the and the third string mm-hmm. left tackle at Rockbridge, and then like he set a fire in the facility the next week. And it that was that was a memorable week. Uh, that didn't end well.
2: Barry Odom's good people, man. All I like him. But uh yeah. I had a good experience. i, I flew into St. Louis. I was a long drive to Columbia. I thought it was like next door and it ain't next door. Yeah, it's couple. And then there's some oddities about that stadium, right? First of all, there weren't anybody in it, and second of all, like uh, (laughs) you take the elevator up, and then you go outside to go back inside.
0: Yes, yes. I I found that very odd. Well, Um, that's the catwalk. You can just kind of, kind of take in the views for a few feet.
2: going to sachet in the catwalk, and uh, the Missouri uh, Hospital looked incredible. It was like a palace.
0: Yeah. They've built a lot of new buildings here and I don't know, they have some building they're real proud of. It costs millions of dollars associated with the hospital. I don't know much about it. I only watch the sports. I don't pay much attention to Where, the rest of
2: it. Well, it looked really cool. I had a good experience there. I wish you'd invited me to your house, but you basically gave me the middle finger and told me to go rummage through the trash somewhere. I mean, no, I that sounds, a... that
0: sounds like me. It's possible. <laughs> well, I know that
2: I'm, I'm also a Raiders fan. So, you know, you had be yeah, a chiefs well, fan. Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, it's uh. I tell you Radio I felt Radio. bad about I, I felt bad about that yesterday, but I didn't feel terrible about it.
2: I know that you would have not cared at all if you you know, if I wasn't a Raiders fan, you would just laugh at them as anybody should. It was horrendous. Right. It was pathetic. Right. It was just unacceptable
0: yeah. my dislike of them has nothing to do with you we're uh i'm, I'm glad we could i'm glad that we could hang out here on youtube for a little bit and uh you know i will uh i will talk to your people on saturday night or saturday morning whatever i may not my, see you but...
2: like my daughter
0: or no your uh your minions the the people you send to cover the games. oh my
2: lieutenant uh, yeah. lieutenant i like that word better. yeah or deputy commissioner deputy co- commander yeah we got some great folks here at auburnsports.com and i uh i enjoy watching them work
0: well, good deal. Um, I don't know, Jay, any parting shots? Any Anything you just want to say to the people?
2: Well, first of all, I love Power Mizzou. You guys have been incredible <laughs> supporters of mine. No, seriously, I, it's a great community. I've been by, I've checked by uh, a few times this week just to kind of see what everybody's talking about. And uh, Gabriel, I think the folks at Power Mizzou are very lucky to have you. And uh, thank you for staying with our network.
0: Yeah, there you go. That seems like a good way to end it. Same back at you. And uh, yeah, we we'll, 8-6, uh, remember it, on Saturday. Eight to six. All right. Sounds good. I'm writing it down right now. All right. So that is Jay Tate, uh, AuburnSports.com publisher. Uh, he knows a lot of things about Auburn, covered him for a long time. And you can kind of see what the attitude is down in Auburn this week. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll win this one. Probably won't win many others. But um, big game for both teams. No question. Uh, long term, probably bigger for Missouri because I think the end is. Like the end isn't going to change for Auburn and for Brian Harson based on this game. They may win and delay it a week or two, but we all know what's going to happen at Auburn. Eli Drinkwitz is still trying to build this thing and write his story, and and it could change. Uh, you know, and this game could have an effect for Auburn. It just is. It, it's going to end at some point only a question of when. So appreciate you guys joining us. Appreciate JT Tate uh, being a part of it. Gerard earlier with us. If you are watching live before you log off, do me a favor, hit uh, the like button on the show, subscribe to the channel, say good things about us on social media, wherever you might do that. If you're listening on the podcast, which will be put up shortly after this ends, then leave us a nice review. And again, share it on social media. You can get that podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, basically wherever you do the whole podcast. Thing so appreciate that. Um, all you guys listening and joining us here on Wednesday afternoon, once again, thanks to Jay and Gerard, and thanks to James Carlton of James Carlton State Farm, Carlton Insurance.net 314 961 4800, facebook.com Carlton Insurance. And once again, if you call or email or text or whatever, just find James, Google. Uh, I'm sure there's other ways to find him. But anyway, you find James, uh, if you tell him you heard about his agency on Power Mizzou and you get a quote from him, he is going to give $20 in your name to the Advancing Missouri Athletes, the Mizzou NIL Collective. So appreciate you guys joining us Friday afternoon. Gerard and I both headed to Auburn, Alabama. First trip down there, Jordan Harris Stadium. We'll have you covered on Saturday come what may. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week.